welcome to the Restoration Church Life Podcast. We hope this resource helps keep you informed about the various happenings inside the life of our church and equips you to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Jesus Christ. So I'm sitting here again with Nathan as we talk about the gospel accomplished and applied. Uh, So, brother, in the last episode, we talked about the gospel in five words, God, man, Christ, response, God. And that's a a good hooks and and outline to to get after the gospel. But often, uh, I think we can run the danger of speaking the gospel in a one-dimensional way, Mm -hmm. as if it's only forgiveness of sins. Is the gospel one-dimensional? In one sense, yes. I what mean, you, like in the sense that, like, if if you one dimensional in the sense that Jesus died for my sin, then yes. Okay. Yeah. But is it only that? Oh, okay. So, what do you talk about the gospel being multi dimensional or having many aspects? What are we getting at? Well, we're basically trying to use the language of the gospel. We're trying to use the language of the atonement uh, in the same kind of multi dimensional way that the apostles did. When you read the New Testament, we find that they don't just say over and over again every time they preach the gospel, Jesus died for sin. What we find them doing is we actually find them using very distinct and specific words to describe various aspects of what Christ accomplished on the cross. And so in the same way, if we're going to have a New Testament Christianity like the apostles did, we need to be familiar with those aspects of the atonement, the aspects of what was accomplished in uh, the cross in the same way that they were. And I think that by doing that, having that multidimensional understanding of the atonement, uh, therefore we're going to enjoy its multifacetedness instead of just it being this flat, one-dimensional thing. Yeah, I think it helps us enjoy God all the more when we understand the various ways it applies. So if I only understand the gospel as Jesus died for my sins, mm-hmm. that's going to be really hard when I'm sitting at work programming code yeah. or I'm trying to make a political decision or I'm trying to think about the environment or any how to be a father or any host of number of things. It's sort of like watching, you know, one-dimensional is sort of like watching a movie in black and white, right? Like, it's it's sort of one or, in that sense, two-dimensional. But, you know, when we actually get the color brought in there, and all the different facets of the color, the movie gets even more beautiful and more enjoyable because we see it in all of its complexity. Yeah, and, and just a, a quick uh, book recommendation on this would be Death by Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to help you see many aspects of the gospel. But we, we're, we're going to focus on four of those. Uh, so I'm going to read a passage of Scripture, Romans 3, yep. and uh, this is verses 21 through 26. It's a great passage to memorize, beloved, if you're listening to this. Memorize this passage. So Paul writes, But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified One. by His grace through redemption Two. that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation Three. by His blood to be received by faith. Yeah. This was to show God's righteousness because in His divine forbearance He passed over former sins. And then in chapter 5, we read, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. And so so there we have four aspects of the gospel. We have propitiation, justification, redemption, 
and reconciliation, or we could call that also adoption. Right. Right. All right, right so let's right. let's walk through each of those. That because there are four things that were accomplished at the cross. That's right. Accomplished. The gospel yeah. accomplished. Yeah. So propitiation, big word, yeah. uh, used about four times in the New Testament. Yeah. Not a word we often hear in our everyday conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So what is pro- what is what is propitiation getting at, Nathan? Yeah. It's we understand that since God is holy and we have sinned against Him, just like a criminal would disobey a law, we understand them to have a penalty against them. So in the same way, when we sin against God, we understand there's a penalty to us. And so that penalty is absorbed by Christ on the cross, and that's what we call the doctrine of propitiation. So he has propitiated, that is, he has quenched the wrath of God. That's what propitiation is. He is is absorbing the penalty in our place as our substitute. Okay, so we could call this the we're saved from God. So one of the one of the accomplishments is the gospel saves us from God, yeah, namely is, His wrath. Yeah, His wrath, His judgment is being quenched in Christ. That's propitiation. Okay, so propitiation. Then we also have justification. Yeah. So this is a good one. Five hundredth year anniversary of the Reformation. This, uh-huh. this doctrine is really encouraged and brought up off the shelves. It was always on the shelf of Christianity, but this one's really brought out. So, Joey, what is justification? Justification. So, justification talks about our legal position before God. Mm -hmm. So, just if a criminal was sitting before a judge, and the judge said, you are justified, meaning he would be declared innocent or righteous. So, this is the righteousness of Christ being declared, given to us. It does not mean that we become righteous in of ourselves. This is a gift righteousness and imputed righteousness to us. And so sometimes people will say, and I've even said this, that justification is just if I'd never sinned. And that's true, but it's even more than that. So why is it more than that, Nathan? Well, because you're getting the innocence of Christ declared to you. You're getting the positional righteousness that can never be taken away. It's not something you earned in the first place, and it's not something you're keeping by your obedience, since Christ perfectly performed it for you, and will always have it for you at the hand of the right of the Father at the Father's right hand. That's right. So justification, justification reminds us our legal status before yeah. God, the Judge, right. is righteous yeah. Yeah. before Him. So that we could say, you know, if propitiation is saved from God, uh-huh. justification is saved by God. So he declares us righteous. Yeah. So we have propitiation. Yeah. We have justification. Yeah. Third, we have redemption. Nathan, what do we when we talk about redemption, yeah. what would be some of the great events of the Bible that remind us of redemption, and what is it? Gosh, so many. So redemption is just, you, you can hear it in the word redeem. It kind of simplifies it for us English speakers when you hear that word redeem. You guys redeem things all the time when you... When you go to the store and you bought something, you redeemed it. You bought it. And so there's a price. The, the price of the redemption was that currency, was that dollar or your credit card, whatever. Mm-hmm. It represents the dollar. And so in the Bible, we see this stuff happening all the time. So we, we can think back to Genesis 22 where uh, Abraham is going to offer up his son Isaac, but instead in his place we have this substitute that comes out, a ram in the thicket, and he instead is offered, which then eventually introduces the priestly sacrifices all through Leviticus, etc., uh, which eventually go down, and of course all of those sacrifices uh, are pointing to the ultimate sacrifice, which is Christ. And so it is his blood, this is important to note, his blood is the price of our redemption. 
Your dollar bill may redeem for you a pack of gum. The blood of Christ is the price of our redemption. It is the thing that buys us uh, out of our slavery to sin and into our freedom in Christ. That's right. And so we think about this being saved uh, for God. So if we think about the Israelites and in the Exodus, they were in slavery to Pharaoh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, the great re- one of the great redemption events. God yeah. redeems them. How did He do it? Yeah. By the By blood, 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 of, right. blood of a lamb. That's right, and a male unblemished lamb. Go check it out. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then He He's redeeming them so that they might be a people to display yeah. His glory. They're living in a place, right? right? God's people in God's, God's place, place, enjoying God's rule and blessing yeah. for God's glory. There you go. Uh, and, and did that go well? The, the redemption went fine yeah. until they got out and started living according uh, to their sinful flesh again. Which is why the Old Testament was necessitated to have the New Testament. To which right. Christ which continues pulling us forward yeah. to Christ. So we have propitiation. We're saved from God. We have justification. We're saved by God. We have redemption. We're saved for God, so no longer slaves to sin, but slaves to righteousness. Mm. And finally, we have reconciliation or adoption, which we could say is saved to God. Yeah. So right. why is it important that we get this aspect in there? Yeah, this, this, just like we saw in the last episode, how important this idea of uh, being saved to God, uh, reconciliation, the adoption that we have in Him is so critical. Because if you get this wrong, if you miss this, you may lose sight of it, uh, of the point of the gospel, the goal of the gospel. And so reconciliation is the doctrine that teaches us that once we were estranged from God in our sin, God, through the work of his redemption, has now not only brought us, not only paid for our sin, but he brought us home. And now we're accepted in his house. Mm. And so, Joe, you, you use this language sometimes that God not only loves us, he likes us. Yeah, as is evidenced by reconciliation. That's right. That's right. And if we think about justification, God is our judge. Mm-hmm. You can be declared righteous for a judge, and that's that's okay news, but it's not great news. Because yeah. you could both leave the courtroom, and you don't really care if you ever see each other again. Yeah. But reconciliation and adoption remind us God is our Father, yeah. that we're saved to him. And that's yeah. a sweet relationship. Yeah. And he's glad we live in his house. That's right. So, yeah. So Nathan, we live in Washington, D.C., and you often talk about this, yeah. uh, the gospel walk. Yeah. So walk us through briefly, brother, yeah. the gospel walk. So propitiation. Yeah. So if you go to the Lincoln Memorial, so we're going to start there. You're going to go to the Lincoln Memorial. So get in your, your mind's eyes, yeah, Restoration Church. You're is. at the Lincoln Memorial. Great memorial. Love that memorial. So Lincoln sitting there right above his head is a state. And it says, first three words, in this temple. And if you notice, it actually looks like a, a temple, which is it's the purpose of its design. It's supposed to look like a temple. And so at temples, what do they do, Joey? They make sacrifices. That's right. And so sacrifices would teach us about propitiation. So the sacrifices in the Old Testament would have been done at a temple. And so we can think, when we're trying to remember the gospel, these different facets, we we can start with propitiation by starting at the Lincoln Memorial, which reminds us that sin, our sin, had to be propitiated. It had to be quenched. So we move from the Lincoln Memorial. So we're walking down the, the National Mall, we and we go over, kind of walk past the yeah, the we, Capitol, and we, we get... Constitution, let's go up Constitution. Okay, okay, and we, we get there. Yeah, pass by things. Yeah, there's, there's a Naval Observer, not the Naval Observer, where's <laughs> the, the uh, Archives? Archives, Keep and we going. get around, we, we walk around, we go around the Capitol, and we're standing in front of the Supreme Court building. Aha! Uh-huh. What happens at Supreme Court building? Well, court justifications, legal rulings, proceedings are made, and we're there. 
and we think about judgment and what is righteous, what is innocent, and we are reminded that God is our judge, but that in Christ, because of his death and resurrection, we are declared righteous. And Justification. Yeah, that's our legal standing. Yeah. So, so we leave the Supreme Court building. Yes, we do. Yeah, and then we head over. Do you to, walk or do you take the metro at this uh, point? I think we, you know, probably this time we might be getting a little tired, but it's not too far away. Let's just wander over to Eastern Market. Okay, so, right, so Eastern we've gone, Market. We've gone from the Lincoln's Memorial over to the Supreme Court building, over to Eastern Market. Eastern Market, they're buying and selling goods, which is the doctrine of redemption. Yeah, and what happened in redemption? We know just again is we're bought out of sin and we're bought into the freedom of. God uh, to live righteously for him and for his glory, and that came at the price of his blood. All right. Uh, yeah, so we leave Eastern Market, and it's time. It's, we're a little tired. We are. So we're going to go. It's a good thing to go home. To go home. So we're going to make our way over to the White House yeah. uh, and make our way home where our Father is there, and we enjoy his fellowship yes. forever. Reconciliation. Reconciliation and yeah. adoption. Yeah, so adoption is family. So we went Lincoln Memorial. Uh, Supreme Court building, Eastern Market, White House, and each of those is just an easy way to remember at least four critical aspects of the atonement, of how Christ, or actually what Christ accomplished on the cross. Right. Now, see, these, are, these are not the only four, but they are four that come up often. And next time what we'll do, Nathan, is we'll take these aspects and begin to apply them to, to real life situations. So what about the young man who's struggling with pornography? What about the person who's struggling with shame? What about the, the, the husband or the wife that gets angry or whatever and begin to apply these doctrines to those situations? Yeah. So this is a lot of fun when we start doing this. Yeah. This other stuff is fun, but I think God wants us to connect the dots here and not just stay in the classroom. These things have got to move out into our lives, everyday lives, and they will in very specific and awesome ways. You're going to think about these doctrines, guys, when you hear this stuff. You're going to be thinking about these doctrines in ways that, once again, are beautiful and multifaceted. All right, so the gospel accomplished propitiation, justification, redemption, and reconciliation slash adoption. And what are the, what's that passage that you read that kind of pulls all that together? Romans 3, 21 through 26, and then you can drop down to chapter 5 where you see a beautiful picture of reconciliation. Yeah, yeah. Go and enjoy the gospel, beloved. Amen. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Restoration Church Life Podcast. May God continue to give us the grace to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Jesus Christ in Washington, D.C. and beyond.